and uh, it's time to check in with Steve Stebbing. I'm Shane Hewitt. I'm in Calgary. Steve is in Penticton, British Columbia. What the hell should we watch this weekend, Steve? How are you? Not too bad. How are you doing? Oh, good. You know, looking forward to the weekend and stuff. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's a nice weekend here. It's supposed to get really cold, though, next week. Like, really cold. What the hell? Um, maybe the last blast of winter, hopefully. So, fingers crossed. Hopefully, you know, yeah. Look it up. You know, how's Penticton? Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too yeah. bad. It's mild mm-hmm. at best. But, uh, yeah, no, it's all right. But it is a pretty it's thriving living. place. Like, it's uh, it's pretty wild. Um. Yeah, more so during the summers, I would say. Yeah. Uh, it's just pretty, pretty industry town. Do they? Um, otherwise, leave, we have a leave those inflatable, um, those inflatable, um, that little inflatable park thing that's on, on the North Shore. Oh, there, right. do they leave that in the winter? You go play on that? No, no, no. no. They no. pack that up because I believe they that's also have one at like Harrison Hot Springs. Like they have them all over, but they, yeah, they, they pack them up. It's like a, it's like a, a, a separate business. Like a playground with the inflatables. It's kind of cool. I like it. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, it looked neat. Look neat. You should get out there. Come on, Steve. You're an athlete. <laughs> yeah, I'm an athlete. That's why I stay in the movie theaters. <laughs> Let's get into the, what the else we watched this weekend. Uh, the very first one, I I don't get it, man. I didn't get it when it was just happening in one world. Now it's happening in multiples. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Who are you? I'm the man who can give you the one thing you want. What's that? Time. Well, clearly Ant-Man is a dad because he wants more time. But aside from that, um, timelines do seem kind of complicated in this. Um, How's the movie? Yeah, I'm I don't mind it. I think it's the weakest of the Ant-Man movies because I think it's missing out on a lot of the charm that made us like the the first two Ant-Man movies, especially a lot of the the comedy. Um especially you got Paul Rudd and uh when you're going super serious with Paul Rudd, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, not that I dislike this movie. There's a lot that I like about this movie, especially Jonathan Majors, who plays Kang the Conqueror, who is the uh, the central villain of this film and basically the central villain uh, for the entire phase five of Marvel. Now he's the big bad. He's the Thanos. He's he's the the, the uh, yeah, he's the ultimate evil that's going to crush the universe and the Avengers have to save it. So this is largely to set up his character Although the way they're doing it is, uh, is is quite odd and interesting at the same time. And it, it plays into a lot of stuff that even the Spider-Man, the last Spider-Man movie did, the Loki series did. So, yeah, everything's even more connected in this web. Hmm. I just, I find it's complicated as a guy, like a new guy. I just don't know how they, I've said this to you before and you have a really good explanation usually when I ask. But when it's complicated to get into these comic book movies Mm-hmm. to begin with and then now they're doing this multiverse multi-level holy moly like what the it's hard man yeah uh, i mean these movies have been going for well over a decade now so the uh, being that there's so much ground to cover within the the comics that 
yeah, they are going to try to find new ways to open the world and to bring audiences back to the theaters because I think what the MCU is cusping up against is this really hard to beat that um, end game scene of Avengers Assemble. Like it's hard to find that moment again. So they're going to try to go big in in ways to kind of reestablish a big a big climactic moment like that. I guess so. Um, well, there we go. So you want to check it out. Uh, that is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. The colors are pretty. I'll give it that. Next on the list, what the hell should we watch this weekend? Sharper. Sir, the police are here. Police? Detective, can we talk about this? I'm going to pay you for your time. Stop. He's not a cop. This is what my son does. He plays these games. All that work for $1,000. If you're going to steal, steal a lot. <laughs> That's good advice. I like it. What's this movie like? Yeah, I was really surprised by this one because I didn't really didn't know a lot about it. It's uh, on Apple TV Plus, uh, well, tonight at midnight, essentially. Uh, and it's an ensemble drama that's one of those grifter con artist type thing, people kind of screwing each other over. Uh, can, uh, and the way that they frame this movie is they kind of, split each story up into each different character so you start out with uh this bookstore owner that falls for this girl they get this whirlwind romance something happens to cause her to need to borrow some money she disappears boom we follow her story and so on and so forth like who taught her to be a con artist and everything and it's so well put together i was really surprised by it but i shouldn't have because uh Apple produced this with A24, which is a studio that I always love what they produce. So I feel like I'm predisposed to be into something like this. But you have Sebastian Stan in this movie, Julianne Moore, John Lithgow, uh, I, and they all provide really good performances. So, yeah, this one was a real surprise for me. What the hell should we watch this weekend? SteveStebbing.ca is his website, by the way. Um Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. The story of a warrior. The woman he loved. A daring outlaw. And a princess destined to become a warrior. Um, now, it's not very often I have to correct you, Steve, but this is the new releases section of the, the the piece here and you're the movie guy and this is not new well much like james cameron did with titanic turning 25 ang lee has re-released crouching tiger tiger hidden dragon into theaters 23 years after its initial release for another run i feel like almost this movie is getting a boost because michelle yo is now an academy award nominated actress and a golden globe winning actress um, but also this is a good chance for a new generation to see a film in theaters that left my jaw on the theater floor when I saw it. Uh, there, this, this movie is so special in it, in its craft and it's, um, the, the loving craft towards, uh, martial arts and the dramatic story told in this is probably one of my favorite movies in the last, uh, 25 years and to get to experience it on the big screen again, sadly not in Penticton, 
but uh, every in every major city is uh, honestly a, a cinematic gift for sure. This was really uh, one of the benchmark movies, if I remember correctly, right? Like when mm -hmm. it came to the way they shot it, the use of martial arts, like it really created that. It, I seem to recall it as being one of the first three-dimensional, real, it's kind of like how um, The Matrix got three-dimensional mm -hmm. in its animation parts um, and the, the CG stuff. This was really the first one that got three-dimensional inside the martial arts shows. Is that fair? And there's... There's an yeah for sure I would agree with that. There's an absolute beauty to um, these fight scenes that almost uh, a lot of them almost take place on like air or, or running across bamboo stalks and just like incredible um, atmospheres for these fight scenes. And uh, I mean you have two masters with uh, Michelle Yeoh and Chow Yun Fat, and then uh, Zhang Ziyi. Um, I, this was really the first thing I saw her in and uh, she went on to do House of Flying Daggers which also is in the kind of the same vein as this uh, you also have Hero which I believe is also in the same vein as this um, yeah there's, there's a certain grouping of martial arts movies and Crouching Tiger is probably the king of it what the hell should we watch this weekend? Steve Stebbing is here. I'm Shane Hewitt. On the TV and the streaming services okay nerdos Star Trek Picard season 3 is on Crave you will probably find this inspection boring for the likes of you two. Boring? Well, we won't be blowing things up. Taking or engaging in fire, crash landing expectedly or unexpectedly. Those were the days. Boring? <laughs> Tell us about Star Trek. Um, yeah, this Star Trek Picard, this is the uh, the third and final season uh, of this uh, spinoff series for uh, Patrick Stewart's uh, favorite character. I, I mean, the, the, when, when it comes to Patrick Stewart, this has to be the number one. Um, and I will say that this first season was a bit of a slog. I wasn't really into it, but second season brings the Borg into it, and I was so on board Ooh. for it. And this season brings back more uh, cast members from Next Generation to kind of close out the series in style. And uh, I mean, I'm all about seeing old Worf like that, that for me, because he's like my favorite character in, in Star Trek. So, um, yeah, I, I'm so excited about season three. I, I've kind of been anticipating this one low key. I'm not a Trekkie at all, Ooh. but um, yeah, I, I dig this one. Sounds like it. Just saying. You sound very enthused. That's good. I like it. It was uh, next generation was kind of my big one. This is was really that that salute right to what I think was the biggest of all of the Star Trek shows. So uh, pretty cool. Stuff. I want to do that reboot. I want them to do a Deep Space Nine callback because that was my favorite. Cool. Yeah. Well, maybe next, right? You never know. Seems to yeah, be what they're doing, not? taking full advantage of him. Uh, next on the list on Apple TV Plus. Hello tomorrow. Soon you folks will be saying. Wow. I love living on the moon. Remember, we're not just selling, we're changing lives. Congratulations on your new home in the stars. I've been thinking about moving up there. The moon might be nice. All right, Steve, going to the moon, are we? Yes. Well, 
Kinda. Uh, this one is on Apple TV Plus, and it has Billy Crudup, who also produces the show as well, uh, playing a uh, salesman in like a retro futuristic world. It kind of looks like the 60s, but cars float and uh, all the civil servants are robots and everything. Um, and he basically is selling condo timeshares to people for on the moon. So he's selling this ideal with his uh, group of salesmen that he's that he's got together, uh, and he is so charismatic and 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 so able to relate to people that he is automatically the greatest salesman, but he might be the crappiest person inside. And as the oh. show goes on, we kind of start to realize how much he's kind of damaged inside. And uh, I, I really dig it. It's got this madman esque feel to it, just with the uh, the deck, the art deco nature of the show. Um, and Billy Crudup is just such a likable actor. I always believed that he was going to be such a huge star, uh, but he mostly kind of did these smaller roles and supporting roles, which I still love, but uh, never kind of made it to that uh, frontline A status. But uh, this is definitely a show that worked for him, I think. All right, here we go. SteveStebbing.ca. Some suggestions on what the hell should we watch this weekend? All there for you. Uh, make sure you just go to your guys' website, and you can also check out, as we do post trailers, up at shiftheads.ca on our Facebook group. Steve will post uh, every now and then. Uh, it's a little something he's excited about on there as well. 